let's talk about dating your spouse. Not letting yourself get so into the routine of life that you aren't making time to nurture your relationship and connect and have fun. I'm talking about being intentional about planning date nights together and with friends and communication and how important it is to say how you feel and what you need and to hear what your spouse tells you. We're talking about being creative and making plans and how the best times don't have to be super complicated or expensive. And you know, one of my favorite marriage hacks, do one thing for your spouse each day that you weren't going to do. I'll give a bunch of examples for this one. Getting into all of the things I've learned in my 16-year relationship with my husband, the wins and the fails, and why we are in a better spot now than we've ever been, and how good it feels and the process to get here. Listen, I know it will not always be smooth, and there will certainly be bumps because that's life, but sharing what I've learned to set yourself up to always be dating your spouse. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Are you ready for this one? I am excited. We're talking about dating your spouse and keeping your relationship exciting and fresh. And even though you may have been together for a million years, like my husband and I, really being intentional about setting plans and being creative and getting outside and doing things together and just making it a priority. You know, I've learned in my so many years that I really sometimes, I think my major, you know, my major minor fails have come when I didn't actually hear my husband. Like maybe he was saying something and maybe he was saying in passing or indirectly, but like I actually needed to hear him and realize how we're different and what he needs versus what I need. And by making him happy, I'm happier. The relationship is stronger, all of it. So We're going to get into all of it today. And first, let me say, of course, I am no expert. I mean, that's the whole theory of this podcast, how to be awesome at everything. Like, I'm just trying to be awesome at everything, trying to be intentional. And the whole point of bringing up different podcast topics is things that I think are important enough to pause and and pause to think like, are you dating your spouse? Are you keeping it interesting? Has your relationship gotten to that rhythm to where you know, it's just routine and it's kind of boring and lackluster. Like, listen, it's never too late. We can always get creative and make plans and spice things up. And so that's what this is all about. I'm not an expert. I certainly do not have everything figured out. I totally hesitate to do anything about relationships because I never want to say, I have this figured out because you know what that means. The next morning you're going to wake up and things are going to go completely sideways. But that's life and it's it's bumps in the roads and it's ups and downs and ebbs and flows. But I do think it's important to share as we learn and as we grow. And I feel like um, my husband and I are in a really good rhythm right now. Definitely the strongest we've been in years. And I think a lot of it is because I'm really being intentional about the time we spend together and knowing what's important to him and planning date nights. So let's start there. Planning for date nights. And making time no matter what and making it a routine. So what I do is I kind of over plan. And I've done this um, plan for the last like, well, quarantine kind of threw us sideways. But I've been doing this for the last little while and it's been working great. 
So this is what we do. On Friday night, we do a date night, just the two of us. Then on Saturday night, we do a date night, but we invite another couple or two couples or go out with friends. So that way, I just love this. So that way, we're not just only going out by ourselves. So we're, you know, making time for our friends too. And and it's cool because it's like making time for our relationship, but with other people too. But I love Friday night, the two of us, and then Saturday night with friends. And I'll explain why. So Friday night is like, we both had these weeks, right? Like, you know, you and your spouse, we probably spend more time apart than you do together during the week. So I love coming together, talking about, you know, the exciting things, what's going on, what what happened, the wins, the fails, what you're looking forward to, all the things. I love the like weekend wrap up, right? That's that's how we do it on Friday night. Then on Saturday, we get up, you know, in general, unless, there, you know, there's something special going on or something unique. But in general, we'll get up, we'll have a full day for the kid with the kids, tucker them out. Then Saturday night, we will go out with friends. And I love this balance because two nights a week, we have adult nights and, you know, depending on what works for you and, and I adjusted based on my kids' ages, sometimes we'll go early so we can be home to put them to bed. Or sometimes at least with my little guy, I'll put him to bed and then go to dinner a little later. I, you know, am obsessed with my kids. I love them. I want to be around them all the time. So it's difficult for me to kind of commit to be away from them, but I really realized, um, and I'll get into this more when we talk about vacations, but I really realized that I come back so happy and whole and it, my, I owe it to myself, my husband, my relationship, the whole thing. And really it's not that much time away. So I um, pack the day. So I get in all my time. And you know how if you have, if you know you have something without them, you kind of give them more energy when you're with them, you know? So with them all day Saturday, do the date night on um, sun, Saturday night with friends. And I just feel like it is a great balance to the weekend. And like I said, I overplanned this. So I planned for Friday and Saturday, assuming that they're both not always going to happen. Maybe there's a birthday party or someone's not feeling well or, you know, whatever it is, things happen. But if nothing, if nothing needs to be moved around, that's our routine. So I know a lot of people do like a date night a month or this, but for me, it has to be more often than that. And also things go sideways all the time with, you know, families and kids and all the things. So you have to plan for it more. You know, it's like exercise. I plan to exercise seven days a week. I don't plan for a break because I know that naturally something's going to happen to where I have to skip a day. So rather than planning for the break, I plan for no breaks. And then when it happens naturally, it's like, okay, no problem. I've kind of overplanned it anyways. Same thing with date nights. I love doing that and it's worked really, really well for us. And I love the kind of Friday night. Um, I don't know. It just kicks off the weekend, you know? And especially for my husband, who's, you know, 10 years older than me and doesn't have as much energy. Sorry, babe. Not like he listens, but if he did, (laughs) um, you know, he doesn't have as much energy. So, and as much maybe patience with the kids. So if we go out Friday night and then he knows he has Saturday night with our friends, he's so much more willing to do kid stuff because it's sandwiched between adult stuff, which is what he really needs. So that gets into communication. I've really learned that in this whole idea of dating your spouse, like the concept of dating just means not just going out on date nights, but keeping it fresh and not getting into that routine to where it's just boring. You know, this isn't just about dates. It's about feeling alive and vivacious and excited and keeping this thing fresh. And it's not an easy thing, especially when it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 years old, your relationship. You know, it's the two of you. It's not like you're introducing new people for most. And so it's just, you know, we got to keep it 
we got to keep it fun and we have to communicate. So I really learned that a lot of times the problems happen when people stop talking and when people become indifferent. Oh, I believe there is nothing worse than indifference. I'd rather you be furious at me than indifferent because once you're indifferent, that means you don't give a shit and then we have a really big problem. So communicate, say what you want, say what you want to do, be vocal, listen and actually hear them and be intentional about, you know, doing things that are important to you. A lot of things that my husband and I like to do are the same and a lot of them are different. So even if it's something that's not on my like ideal list of things that I want to do, when he tells me I am much better now than I used to be about saying like writing it down, putting, jotting it on my, on my brain dump list of my to-do list, things I need to do. Like, okay, he wanted to do this or go check this out or do this. I'm going to put it on my list to make sure it happens. He mentioned it. It's important. Even though I think it sucks, we're doing it and you know, it'll be great because he's happy and that's the way, that's the way to do it, you know? So talking about just just communicating and making their voice as important as your voice and talking nicely to each other. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast about things I've learned about communicating and how to argue in a nice way and never yell and say what you mean and listen, all that stuff we'll get into as we talk more about communication in relationships. But for right now, I just think that um, talking about the date night topic saying, being open to say, Hey, I need more of this. And you know, them saying I need more of this. And then you making it a priority is huge for keeping this thing fresh and exciting and not having any, you know, resentment or sadness or, you know, things that make you kind of run and escape and do other things. Communication is just, I mean, top of the list. I really think that, you know, the three ways that it's so easy for things to go south in a relationship are communication and then probably money and money struggles and then sex, you know? And I think that's why dates are good, to be honest. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, we'll we'll get into more, we'll get into more of the sexy stuff. But but I really think that dates are so good because it gets you talking, you know, and you can't stare at your phones. I don't think you need a rule necessarily unless you're really addicted, but put your phones down, don't stare at your phones, spend time together, pick the right conversations for the right time. Man, I've learned this. this. I mean, if I have had many fails in my relationship life, this is one of them. I used to not be as aware of what I was bringing up. And if we're finally out on a Friday night without the kids at this nice restaurant with this wonderful glass of wine, for me to bring up something that bugged me two weeks ago on a Tuesday is a bad idea. So really be intentional and think, learn from my lessons, man. How many, you know, and listen, I always had good intentions, just bad timing. Timing in life is everything. And I really realized that you need to value this time together. And this is not the time to bring up something that's bugging you. Now, I always think you should be honest and upfront, but listen, don't wait for that moment. It's, and it's just such a nice moment that doesn't need to be ruined. You're not going to break up over it. Then, you know, the world is not ending. You know, make yourself take a breath, have self-control and talk about it another time. Not at this, not at this moment. You've finally gotten out. This could be your only, you know, three hours of connecting for the week, just looking into each other's eyes, not distracted, no technology, no phones, no kids pulling at your legs, nothing. If you can, try not to ruin it with a bad topic. Pick the right conversation for the right time. Don't stare at your phone. And if you can, don't do a movie for your date night because you're just not connecting. If I do a movie, I'll do it for an additional night out, not for our actual date night because I want to talk, you know? 
Another thing about communication, the last thing I'll say about this is think ahead of time if you have to, or just be intentional in the moment of not always talking about the work and the kids and the routine or the drama or, you know, he said, she said, or the gossip type stuff. I just think that that's not what you, you know, sets your soul on fire and gives you energy and connects you deeper. I just think you should think about interesting things to say, like things you've learned that week or dreams or goals, or I mean, not, not everything has to be big picture in this huge plan. No, I'm just saying, you know, be intentional about the conversation you have during these date nights so that they're special and they're memorable and they're positive. And even though gossip could be juicy for the moment, it's not what makes you leave that dinner being like, God, yes, like that was a 10. Like I felt, you know, great and not to say everything has to be perfect, but I'm just saying if you go in with intentions of having good conversation, the whole night takes it up another level. I'm telling you, it's been a game changer for me and something that's really not just not just making time for date nights, but once you're in that date night, having a good one, you know, being intentional about having something interesting to say, make it be positive and enlightening in some way and connect on a, you know, on a deeper level. All right, let's talk about getting creative. So how about if you have kids and you don't have a babysitter? I think that sometimes we get in the thing of, well, I don't have a babysitter, so all right, forget it. But I think that there's so many ways you can do it. I'm a big fan. If I want to do a date night, I'm a big fan of no naps and tuckering out the kids, um, lots of physical activity so they are exhausted. And then even if I don't have a babysitter, you can make it creative. Order in dinner, have dinner outside, or you know, set up special candles, eat on the dining room table if you don't normally, um, make a special cocktail you wouldn't normally. All these things don't have to be expensive or elaborate or complicated. In fact, I think some of the spontaneous last minute stuff can be super easy and super fun and and the most memorable. Um, I love a theme dinner, like just doing a taco night. Maybe you plan ahead of time where you both make something depending on what you like. Maybe cooking is exciting for you or maybe cooking is totally a pain and you don't want to do it. Then order in something. Um, I just think that by being creative, you can make these moments be really special and it doesn't have to be elaborate. I love food to go at home so you don't have to so you don't have to cook and have a big mess in the kitchen. Maybe it's um going on a date like maybe it's taking food and eating somewhere outside. My husband doesn't love eating outside. I wish he did, but I would go and kind of do a picnic um dinner you know outside somewhere pretty maybe by the beach. Um but he has to sit at a table. So we don't do too much of that. But I think you should do it. I think you should take a meal and sit outside and go go somewhere different and eat a change of scenery um, and just think outside the box. Not everything has to always be the same way it's always been, you know? I love a theme night, I'm telling you, like a taco night or um, a pasta night or just something that just changes it up that you're, listen, you're doing dinner anyways. Um, now let's talk about looking good. So I hesitate to say this because this is more about you than for him. Because I know when I pull myself together, I just feel more confident. I feel good. I feel like I'm showing up um, like my best self. But I think that it's so easy, you know, when we're talking about dating our spouses and keeping things fresh and keeping things like they were at the beginning, exciting. One of the easiest things to do is to get cozy and comfortable. And I'm all about the cozy, the cozy sweats. But I think that if you can 
limit the cozy sweats and do them at the right times. Like when you're lounging, wear sweats then, just not all the time. You know what I mean? And take the extra couple minutes to get ready and don't feel like that's too self-indulgent because sometimes I've been like, oh, I should just play with my kids for the last 10 minutes before I leave. But listen, you play with them all day. It's okay. Go in and, you know, put a couple curls in your hair, whatever makes you feel good. Like, yes, it's for him or your partner, but it's also for you so that, I don't know, I just feel like when I look good, when I put my smoky eye on and even if it's quick and even if I'm still wearing what I wore all day, just by like, like sprucing myself up, I show up for that date or that, that moment together more refreshed and more alive and more confident and just open-minded, you know, just thinking back to when you got married, what it was like and, you know keeping it exciting. Don't get too cozy to where you feel like kind of down on yourself because you feel like you, you know, you aren't pulling yourself together like you used to. I just feel like feeling like you look good is good for everyone. Okay. On to my favorite marriage hack. And you've probably heard me say this a million times because I love it. Do something for your spouse every day that you weren't going to do. Now, I think this is so key because We all get into the routine of things. And I feel like if you really think about this, there's something, I know there is something every day that you could do that you maybe talk yourself out of. Okay, so I'm gonna give you lots of examples so this makes sense, so you do this. And I'm telling you, most of these things are gonna be one minute or less. So sometimes I'm getting myself like a, like before bed, I'm getting myself like a a big, huge glass of ice water just to put by my bed and, and relax and just, you know, have water by it. And a lot of times I'll already have mine prepped or I'll have it from earlier in the day that I just add ice to, whatever. And then I'm like, eh, should I get my husband one? Like, does he need one? Yes, do it. Like, you know, those little thoughts or we both drive Teslas. And so sometimes I'll think, I wonder if his car is charged. Eh, it's probably fine. Nope. I just talked myself out of it. Stop that. Go plug his car in. All, most of these things I'm telling you are like a minute. Some could be five minutes or 10 minutes, but most of them are a minute, you know? Like maybe you notice that he left his clothes all over the floor of the bathroom or the closet or whatever. And you're like, he should do that. Yes, he should. But like, it only takes you a minute. And like, how nice, like do something every day for your spouse that you weren't going to do it. And when I say you weren't going to do it, I mean, because you kind of talked yourself out of it. Like, wait, uh, yeah, his car's probably charged. Like, eh, I'll talk myself out of that. Like, I don't really want to walk outside. I don't have shoes. I don't know where my shoes are. I don't walk outside. My feet are dirty. I take a shower. You know, all the things that we get in our own mind. But I really think do one little thing and they will notice and then they will do those little things back for you, you know? Like sometimes my husband will be um, leaving to go to the office and I'll toss, you know, a sparkling water in his thing and a celery juice, which he hates, but I'll put it in there anyways. You know, little things like that to where you're just making their life a little bit easier, a little bit nicer, just little thoughtful ways that you can enhance your day that are like no sweat off your back, but it's just a it's just a kind gesture. You know what I mean? Um, some things that take a little bit longer. If I know my husband has like alterations somewhere that like he might normally pick up, I'll swing by and pick him up and have him at home. Like, oh, wow, that was so thoughtful of you. How nice. I just think that as we have been together with our partners for a long time, it's easy to just kind of go through the motions. So do something every day that you wouldn't normally do just helps me to prioritize and to think like, no, I am going to do that. I am going to do that little thing that that is thoughtful because I just think it goes a long way. Um, I want to go back to the topic real quick of um, getting active. So getting outside and getting active, I really think that when you change your physical state, 
you change your state of mind as well, like movement. You know, like that's why I love exercise first thing in the morning because it just changes my state of mind. It gets me from moving slowly to moving fast. It gives me energy. I'm awake and alive. And I really think that outside activities can be so great. And it's back to the topic of it doesn't have to be that expensive. Random outside dates can be so fun, like get out by the water and, you know, get out and and, and you can hike in nature or um, listen, to be honest, for us, it usually involves food and drinks, but that's good too. That That's what makes you happy. Then do that. We'll go out in Newport Beach by Lido Village and we'll um, you know, just kind of walk around outside, grab a cocktail somewhere, and then maybe um, go grab dinner somewhere else. So at least we're outside. Like, yes, we're just walking between places to eat and drink, but we're still getting fresh air and holding hands and talking. And it's not just like eat, chow down a meal, jam home, you know? So even if that's how you like to relax, like we do, um, I think that just getting outside and, and moving is good. And even better if you like bike riding or hiking or swimming or beach. I really just think that changing your state of your body changes your state of your mind, you know? Okay, so listen, this is a very classy podcast, but it must be said that being sexy and making set up sex a priority has to be talked about when we're talking about this topic. Because it just, it it needs to be, you know, I think a lot of the excitement at the beginning of a relationship revolves around the sexiness of it. And so after you've been together a million years, it's not the easiest thing to keep that as exciting. And for me, I really think about it like this. I don't care what other people think, like, but I do care what my man thinks. Like, of course I care what people think. I'm kind and considerate and all that stuff. But in general, I don't worry about what other people think of my relationship, but I do care so much about what my man thinks about our relationship. So if he's at a boys' dinner and, you know, the single dudes at the other end of the table are talking about their wild escapades. Now, although our my husband would not have the same wild stories, of course, um, I also don't want him to be the guy that's like sitting there thinking or saying, oh, shit, like I wish that was my life. I want him to feel like, yes, like I feel, you know, it, it might not be as exciting as a single guy who has different people involved, but exciting in a different way. And listen, a deeper connection, let's be honest, a deeper connection way, which I'm sure, you know, my husband would tease me that, you know, a different person is excited, is more exciting. And maybe he's right in ways, but he just likes to razz me. But I'm telling you, if you're in a relationship, uh, the best thing is, listen, you can, you don't have to go out and try to hunt for it. You know, if you have this awesome, um, strong relationship at home, you can just have it anytime. So that's the, the, the best part of, of having, having the committed relationship. And I really always want my husband to feel like he is happy in that arena. You know what I mean? And when he does hear other people talking about it, he feels happy and satisfied and fulfilled in that way. So for me, that means, um, being, being sexy, showing up and being confident, whatever I look like, even if my body is not what I want it to be that day, making it more of a head game than a, you know, physical game, not being so hard on our bodies and realizing that our partners love us and they just want to, you know, see us and be with us and, and have all the moments. And I just don't want to kind of how I talked about at the beginning of this podcast about, I don't want to ruin a nice dinner with a bad conversation. Like why not have a sexy moment? Um, and ruin that possibility because you're worried about um, body issues or, you know, maybe listen, you know, for so many of us, we're so busy. It's so easy to just be flat out tired and you're allowed to be, but maybe then you plan it. 
Maybe you calendar it. Maybe you make it. And that sounds crazy, but uh, you just don't want to be, and I've been there. I think a lot of us have been there where you wake up and you're like, oh, geez, it's been a little bit too long. Like I didn't have not been making it enough of a priority. I just think that if that's the case, then you need to make it a routine, fit it in, make it a routine that is practical and that works. So you make it a priority in your relationship because it's just so important. Okay. We got to talk before we end this podcast. We have to talk about trips. You have to take trips, big or small, just solo time. No kids, no work, no laptops, very little phones, just a getaway to connect. Like I said, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be far. It could be maybe you do big trips every couple of years and small trips, you know, a couple times a year. I think I'd rather have more often. Like my husband and I love Cabo. It's a quick flight. It's not that expensive. Um, it's just fun. It's our favorite little place. So I'd rather go there three times a year with just him than do one big trip that I kind of wait for all year. But listen, everyone's different. And I think both are great. I think that it's just a matter of getting away to connect and having the trip to look forward to. I think last minute's good. Vegas is great. 24 hours in Vegas can be so much fun, but you have to take the trips. You have to prioritize it. And you just have to make that time for just the two of you. To be totally honest with you, I would take my kids everywhere, every single place. To, to be completely honest, I would never go without them. I just wouldn't. I, I love having them around and I would I would go with them and exhaust them all. Not, I keep saying exhaust, but I would play with them all day. And, you know, all of us do all, all the activities all day, wherever we go. And then I'd have date night with my husband every night and then like rinse and repeat. That's like dream for me. But I get that's not ideal for everyone. My husband needs a break, a break from the kids, a break from... What he, what to me is, I, I kind of thrive in chaos, but to what him is, you know, a little bit too crazy. Like, you know, three kids, it can be a lot. Like he wants to get away and I know that that's what's best for our relationship. You know what I mean? A break, a total break from everything in life will just help you reconnect and, you know, why? Because I said I want to be with my kids all the time. Why I know it's better for us not to, and even better for me, even though that would be my preference, is because... You know, we all need a break sometimes and it allows you to come back to your kids and your work and everything else with more life and energy and patience, all of it, because you've had this rest and this break and this relaxation, you know, it's, it's so good for you. It's so good for your partner. It's so good for your relationship as a whole. And, you know, in turn, it's so good for your entire family. You just come back so happy and refreshed and patient and tolerant and loving and, you know, you, you've shooken it up a little bit and you're not just living every single day, um, waking up, going to sleep in the same, in the same routine. You're being intentional about making your relationship a priority and nurturing it and dating your spouse. Cause that's, what's all about. We want to be together forever and be happy. And even though we know there's going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs, we are going to be intentional about making it a priority, listening to what our spouse needs expressing what we need and cultivating our love all the time and nourishing it. That's it. That is, that's all. Those are all my hacks on how to always be dating your spouse. I hope you got a lot out of this. I hope it made you, um, you know, have some takeaways and implement some new routines in your life because I have, and it's been really, it's been really great. I will keep you posted on what I learned, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, and, you know, always kind of be honest as we continue this journey together and living and learning. 
I am so grateful for you and this community. If you get a chance, please um, hop over to iTunes and give us a positive review. It really means so much to me and it helps this little podcast grow. So I would love it. And also go to my Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Tell me what you thought and tell me the ways that you guys do date nights and the way you prioritize your relationship because I'm always looking to learn and do better. So cheers. Thank you for listening and sending all my love and all my best and cheers to having date nights. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.